0: Johnny pick up? Ring. I, man, I don't, okay, well, okay, um, Johnny's not there, he doesn't want to answer the phone, um, we're supposed to be doing this here Dangle podcast, um, uh, a weekly King of the Hill podcast where we talk about King of the Hill episodes, but Johnny doesn't want to answer. Why is he screening my Discord calls? Oh my god, oh my god, I think Johnny might be, oh my god, you guys, do you think that Johnny's, like, cheating on me with another podcast. Did he Did he go start another weekly retrospective rewatch of something else? Ooh, if he did, like, a... Ooh, he's doing that Avatar Last Airbender one. I know he is. That's all he keeps talking about. Oh, that dirty boy. I don't know what to do with this man. Oh, I'm going to kick his ass. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fly me up to Germany. I'm going to bring his little scrawny pencil
1: neck. I... Oh, hey, whoa, Mark, Mark, you there? Oh hey, hey 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 buddy! Hey man, sorry hey. Uh, sorry I was uh, I was I was on the the commode if if you will. Uh, Esta Juan was ocupado. Um, hey man, what's what's going on? Oh. What do you got going on today? Well, that's a that's that's a perfectly
0: reasonable explanation. I, <laughs> I I don't know how much of that you you heard. I was trying to call you to get this started, and <laughs> well, <laughs> that was a <laughs> look at me with egg on my face, and I almost. Cancel the whole damn show. Uh, hi, buddy. <laughs> hey, man. Welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. Yeah, welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. This year, weekly King of the Hill podcast, where I'm glad to say that I'm Mark and my good buddy, Johnny, take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows and see if it still holds up and slap with our patented rating system. Um,. This was our dumbest intro ever, right?
1: Uh, I mean, probably, but it's it's very entertaining. I'm sure to someone. <laughs> if anything else, just just us. Like I found it entertaining. Just, I love it, buddy.
0: I, that's the premise of the show. It's entertaining, but just to us. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> well, what do you say we jump a right on it? People in? that
0: we yes and into it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, okay. I say we do it because. Yeah. Boy, the sooner we get into this, the sooner I can be done with this
1: week's episodes. Oh, to preach. Preach to that, son. Well, we're going to start with episode 195, <laughs> The Year of Washing Dangerously. Original air date, March 26, 2006, written by J.B. Cook. Mark, where did we last see J.B. Cook?
0: Uh, last thing was Mrs. Wakefield. So bear that as you will.
1: Okay, starting out strong, hard no on him. Uh, cast of characters this week, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Dale Gribble, Bill D'otrieve, Boomhauer, Con, & Min, Superdusapone, Buck Strickland, Nancy Gribble, Joseph Gribble, Bob Choates, Dr. Money, and a non-speaking role from Enrique. Uh, a very, very fun role. I wish we had just heard Danny Trejo going, Aye! like, in the back of that car. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, synopsis for this week's episode: Mark, the alley learns about turnkey operations when Con buys the local car wash, disrupting their weekly car show, and Peggy gets her calls screened. I, you know, I don't have a lot to say about this this episode or next episode. For that to be to be completely honest with with everybody listening and and with you, I these episodes it, they were rough. They were rough, and I haven't felt like that in a long time. And I usually after I mean, the listeners, this is a little inside baseball for you. Mark and I haven't recorded for about two weeks because I had a vacation. I celebrated my eleventh wedding anniversary, and so congratulations. Like, uh, thank you, thank you. Um, and so usually when when you and I like get back into it, it's it's very fun. Like it, if it mm-hmm. feels. If I mean. Feels like you get to hang out with your best friend who you haven't seen in two weeks or like haven't seen all summer break. And then you just get to get to act stupid. And, and you you guys, I guarantee you, you go back and listen to any of, of our episodes and you'll be able to pick them out pretty quickly when Mark and I have taken a break and then finally get to reunite. I don't know if I'm going to get that with <laughs> these because these both of these were so rough. So rough. These
0: were like kicks in the nuts, man. Yeah. Um. Hey, just as a general note, did you. Before we get even into it at all, did you feel like both of these episodes weren't complete episodes? Kind of, because yeah. on my end, it really felt like they just ended. They, they especially washing dangerously. They, it yeah, just, it just cut, and I'm like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, where all of a sudden, all of a sudden, just the e- end of the episode. Like there, yeah, there's somewhat of a resol- resolution, but it's not very earned. At least Wakefield like had a resolution, you know. It's true. It's very true, but, uh, who knows? Um, we, you and I knew what we were in for this week. I mean, we are knee deep in season 10 here. We're, I don't know. We're probably coming up on the end of it with the rate that you and I record. Um, and it's, this is just, it's, it's a little rough. It's a little rough, but anyway, we'll, we'll keep trucking along here. A story characters for this episode, Con and Hank, uh, Buck, if you really kind of want to throw him in there, I, eh. Maybe kind of sort of. I would say
0: Buck is. I'd say Buck is more a. I would say the. I would say it's a three way between Buck, Hank, and Con.
1: I could say that. I was gonna say because Hank really isn't an A story character until Buck gets involved. So yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. he's he's necessary here. And then our B story characters, Peggy, Bobby. If you, you want to include Nancy, you can. But it's really it's Peggy and Bobby. Um, let's uh, let's jump into notes, man.
0: <laughs> oh, let's do it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Number one, I... Okay, I like the opening when they're standing in the alley talking about what they're doing for their grill stravaganza crap or whatever the hell it is this year. Um, and I love Hank talking about how he's trying to get a test drive deck for grills. I think that's an amazing idea. I think oh, that's a great so idea. so do I. I know how impractical it is. I know it doesn't make... Like, what are you going to do? Like, go grill a burger for ten minutes at this, like, weird propane dealership? I don't care. It's... I like it. And then I also like the little bit of... People are more willing to listen to your ideas if you make eye contact and call them by name. Hank, that's just, that's just that's great. <laughs> um, this is a Buck slash Con episode, and it's also a Peggy episode where she is annoyingly written badly on purpose. This isn't Bad, yeah. bad Brain Peggy. This isn't Peggy Gets a Job. This is J.B. Cook said, hey, let's shit on Peggy, and look what we did. We shit all over Peggy, and then you get this kind of episode, and it's like... This is the one I'm. This is what I've been talking about. How like, there there are deliberately bad Peggy episodes, and this is one. It makes zero sense. The escalation
1: is insane. Like they they make her out to be (sighs) like a jealous eight year old girl, and we all know that Peggy is much more of an adult than that. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. She's a
0: 46 year old girl. Yeah, yeah. I also want to point out, though, before we get too high up on hating Mr. Cook, he also wrote Dale Tech. Oh, so, okay. And um, Pygmalion? Or no, sorry, Megalod- and Megalodale. So, I just... Okay. I'm trying to keep this in mind, and they can't all be winners, but then I think, like, in two weeks, we're going to have uh, Hank's Bully, also by J.B. Cook. Oof. So, he might be one of our most inconsistent, between him and uh, Aton Cohen, like... Okay. Um, Classic cars. Are you a classic car guy? I know you had your um, uh, purple or blue, whatever the hell color it was, a Beetle.
1: Uh, so I I used to be a lot more into muscle cars. Like when I was in high school, probably when I met you, I was into muscle cars. Um, my dream car, like if if I actually had the Wavos, especially now that I'm in Germany and I I could take it onto the Autobahn where there is no speed limit. Um, my my dream car, if I ever actually got up the gumption to to drive fast somewhere, is a GTO Judge. Like I've always been a <laughs> I've always been a Pontiac <laughs> fan. I've always loved the GTO because I'm like, mm, there's, there's something about this. Like it's just blocky enough that I, I would feel safe in it if anybody tried to screw with me, but it's also like sleek enough mm-hmm. and classic enough that I'm like, okay, plus you can put about anything you want into it and make it just into an a absolute monster of a car. Um, mm-hmm. but it basically, like I, I fell out of a lot of that. My older brother is really into classic jeeps, like Willy's jeeps and stuff. And for a long time, oh, yeah. I, I also really wanted a Jeepster Commando, which was like it's like halfway between a, a the size of a Grand Cherokee and halfway, like it's it's smaller than a Cherokee but bigger than a than a Wrangler, if you will and it's it's okay. it's, it's okay. older style like they're from like the 60s and 70s and those were kind of cool but no you definitely hit the nail on the head my the, the closest i get for classic cars i would be the asshole that shows up in the, the 21 or 23 window samba bus that costs as much as someone's house <laughs> <Yeah>. okay okay <laughs> yeah what about what about you man
0: um i have three types number 1 a bitchin camaro i love camaros Ooh,
1: um okay El
0: Caminos. We talked about Redneck on Rainy Street. How I think the El Camino is the pinnacle of human in- invention <laughs> and creation. And
1: <laughs> I've been rewatching also, that '70s show, in... and I forgot there's one in that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, oddly enough, a GTO. Yeah, I, okay. I want to judge, man. Those are such, those are such awesome cars. Like,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: they're uh, such a great car that, like. You know, I, I, people rail against our parents because, you know, the boomers ruined society and they totally, like, slammed the door in the faces of their children. But they also got rid of the Pontiac GTO judge, and I'll never forgive them for that.
1: <laughs> See, it, really, what the pinnacle of what you and I need to do, Mark, is we need to go and get our law degrees and practice so good that we get elected as judges so that we can drive around in our judges, wielding our judges, while we go to judge a judging contest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but johnny the tourist judge was wildly unsafe and often misfired for no reason at all
1: oh no that's where we put judge Reinhold. he gets to drive that one ah fantastic <laughs> <laughs> wow that's the stupidest thing i've said in two weeks i could guarantee it <laughs> Good to be
0: back, buddy. Good to be back. <laughs> why is Enrique in the car? I don't care. <laughs> I it's just hilarious. I don't
1: eat. I don't. No idea. But exactly, that is perfect.
0: Right? Because you know what? That is a thousand percent a buck thing to do is to get some ladies in there and just you know do donuts in the parking lot. But why is Enrique there? I don't. E- I don't care. I don't need an answer. <laughs> because it's Indian summer,
1: <laughs> Mark. He needs to cool off. <laughs> alright so uh, we've talked about this before we're getting fucking bumper stickers that say recall Fred Ebert but we're also going to get some that are just it's just going to be the rockadillo like just spraying the shit out of something and there's also going to be one that just is Enrique freaking out and says it's Indian summer because I quote it every fucking week now
0: and you also break me with it every single week every single time (laughs) it's
1: because I commit to the Danny Trejo voice yeah, you
0: do. Um, <laughs> um, okay, talk to me about the B-plot. It sucks, <laughs> but at the same time, I kind of like the turn. Yes. Um, like, I... I, I don't know how I would have done it differently, other than just not doing it. But, like, this can't be the first time that Peggy's called Nancy and she didn't pick up. Right. Like, so... I, I don't know, but like when they're in the closet and she <laughs> gets caught, and then it's like, what are you going to do? And then Peggy just very, very intentionally leans grabs into that it. God awful blazer. <laughs> well, I'm just going to take this until I get my sweater back. It's.
1: <laughs> it is the so ultimate scared. way of, of like saving herself from the embarrassment. So she thinks. And, and I don't know, I think Nancy is the bigger person that she's never going to bring it up. Like. Okay, I guess like they're good enough friends that it's like, almost not weird for someone just to randomly show up in your your like closet, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. She's the, also uh, married
0: to Dale. I'm sure that Dale yes. hides in closets all the goddamn time. So
1: yes, <laughs> not to mention Peggy knows about a lot of her own improprieties. If she ever wanted to call her out on that, it's like, well, let's talk about Jahan Redcorn then. <laughs>
0: Like, as a as a rule, I don't like the B-plot, but at the same time, I'm like, alright, it has, It has its... it's, it has its,
1: like, it's the, the payoff is at the end.
0: The payoff. There you go. Um, I, You know what? If nothing else, it's better than next week's B-plot. Um, <laughs> how many times has Hank quit Strickland? I know for sure, um, um, miseducation... Well, I don't know if he quits a miseducation of Bobby Hill. He just
1: gets sold to, um... Thatherton. he gets sold to fatherton um, um Leon petard he quits yep junkie and, business. um snow job at snow job he quits yep no or yep. no he doesn't so actually this... quit he just his he was literally writing his letter of resignation
0: well but he was gonna you know he was like... gonna
1: yeah yeah no we have we definitely played this out more than a few times
0: yeah and I just I don't know what whatever I don't care
1: um what do you got for notes buddy um my first one here i don't know why i always thought of it maybe because her dad is a general but i always assumed that men come comes from money and so when con's like i tried marrying into money men lied it-, it makes me wonder just how high up on the status chain being a general really is um they also lived in anaheim so like they had to have had some money especially if that's where they moved to when they came to america from laos like Maybe that's where all their money went to. I don't know. I thought it was just noteworthy, though, that that, you know, we're, we're peeling back the the mystery of men in the last couple of weeks um, and learning a little bit more about her family, like kind of digging into it. And so yeah, it was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Um, you already mentioned yeah. this, but I would absolutely pay. I would pay to go to like somewhere like a pro- propane dealership or a hardware store and just like get to make grill patterns on shit. Like, how mm-hmm. cool would that be? Like, that'd be so much fun, especially if, if that's all you're doing. Like, you have somebody else that actually cooks the meat, but you get to do that first initial sear. Oh, oh, how much fun would that be? Um, yeah. It's an experience, and I kind of think it's a really solid idea. I I do, too. And like I said, I really, I want the experience. I want the, the sensation of knowing I put the sear mark on there. Like, I got to do the pattern and somebody else gets to yeah. gets to do the actual cooking part so that I can still eat what I've got instead of turning it into shoe leather because I let's be real that's usually what happens when I like I try and propane grill a steak I I have to pan sear mine I can't do it any other way uh, <laughs> <laughs> to um, that end to that
0: end really quick really quick sorry I no, think I no. just figured out how you and I are going to make our millions and listeners this is patent pending so if I see this shit I am hunting you down in my soon to be GTO judge wielding a Taurus judge um <laughs> dude bespoke grill uh bespoke like 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 custom-made um grills like like not the barbecue but like the grill plate yeah so like yeah like who who's to who's to stop us from you know Having an American flag grill plate so you can literally sear the American flag onto your steak. Why does it need to be like just a boring, you know, set of bars? If the heat's coming up through it, who the hell cares, dude? Like, yeah. I am sure that you could get like, you know, you just do like a, I don't know, just like a, a I'm just thinking, I'm just imagining like people paying money to like get their dogs' faces in grill.
1: Pattern. and so i i'm trying to cast think iron you're... is
0: not expensive and it's not hard to like shape it it's we could no it's not make
1: millions it's it's really not and if you wanted to go one step further you just got to go and find somebody who who wants to practice their welding like you you could do some really cool stainless steel shits and just like learn how to weld essentially and just do all these funky cool welding patterns um i it'd be interesting to see like if you could do uh, like a, say a wave pattern, you know, say I'm really into, uh, meditation and, and mandalas and shit like that, like a lot of symmetry. And I do like this one big thing here and, but it's a lot of like waves and curls and everything else. How does the heat like react to that? You know, do I grow better on certain curls or do I grill better on the straights or, you know, like, does it absorb it better here? Does it do it better here? I do we could, we could just, we could make a, a living off of this shit for sure. Finding whatever the custom, like the yeah. optimal, the optimal, like, ge- geoma- geometrical shape is for grilling. Because it can't just be fucking lines. Maybe it is. Yeah, right? It's got, makes, I, I'm
0: sure it is. I'm sure there's a reason that nobody else has done this ever, but... <laughs> <laughs> Eh. I'm an American, damn it, and this is going to be my turnkey operation.
1: It's All all we have to do is fleece a couple hundred thousand people and then we're set for life, so it's good. Um, my last note, Mark, yeah. is a music note here. When they first arrive to Scrubby's Car Wash, name that tune, Mark.
0: Oh, shit. I have no idea. I'm sorry. It,
1: it is Fun, Fun, Fun by the Beach Boys, because they'll have fun, fun, fun till the daddy takes, a t- t- takes her T-Bird away. Oh, come on now. I like the Beach Boys. They're great. I have a really cute friend that We just did Once Upon a Time in
0: Hollywood on I Can't Wait to Show My Kids. And Brad was shocked to find out that the Beach Boys uh, stole one of Charlie Manson's songs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But then to that end, I was telling, just like side tangent here, I was telling Brad how, like since we watched that, I went on Spotify and I've been listening to all of Manson's music lately and I'm just like, ugh. Charles Manson and the Beach Boys: History's Greatest Monsters.
1: <laughs> um, well, let's uh, let's kick into some pros. Otherwise, this episode's gonna be King of the Hill's greatest monster. Enrique? <laughs> no, this episode. Yeah, it's oh. greatest
0: monster. It's Enrique. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, Um, I like at least as much as I'm bitching about the a and B here. Um, I like the establishment early on. We get it. We just, we're just into it. We're up and running. Um, we're established. And I want to say, I appreciate that about J.B. Cook is at least he knows how to like frame a story. I don't think he's a good writer, but he can frame a damn story.
1: It's, it's true. There's not a lot of handholding or exposition with his stuff. It's like, I, uh, you're coming into this and I'm expecting you to have some knowledge so we can just kind of get right into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Literally, it just starts with like Hank and the guys in the alley talking about it, and that's gonna spin up into and it does take a minute to get to like Hot Rod Night or whatever the hell it's called, but then like immediately with Peggy and Bobby, you've been screened. Like, it's great. Yep. Um So you know me, I get really sick of Buck Strickland showing up or whatever, but like there's the bit with the Bob Chote and <clears throat> Okay, you know how in um, South Park, um, one of their girlfriends in college cheated on him, and that's why Cartman's mom is named Leanne, because she's the biggest whore in town?
1: (laughs) I I didn't know that. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why Cartman's mom is named Leanne, because one of the guys, his college girlfriend was named Leanne, and she cheated on him, so he went on to slander her in literally anything that (laughs) they made from there on. That's why Cartman's mom is such a giant slut, because his girlfriend was a giant slut, I guess. That's amazing. but so, like, I gotta just assume that Bob Choate is along the same line, and he, like, wronged J.B. Cook, and J.B. Cook just, like, kept adding Bob Choate into the, like, Bob Choate backed into J.B. Cook's car and refused to pay for it, you know, something uh-huh. like that. So he's like, you know what? Here, this is what we're gonna do.
1: He, he ate J.B. Cook's Danish and wouldn't replace it.
0: <laughs> that Danish was lousy.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Bob Chote knows how to pronounce Kuala Lumpur. Okay, no more Simpsons references. Keep going, buddy. Ooh,
0: deepest cut, deepest <laughs> cut. All right. Um, that's a favorite moment that didn't carry over in my formatting. Um, Khan pretending not to speak English. Oh, I Jesus. think that's great.
1: That is not um, a pro for me. That is a big old con. But
0: that's a con, con. No, that's that's great. It's a no nah, Um, my. I've talked before on here about my Korean grandmother. Um, she's lived <laughs> in America since, like, 1940. I don't fucking know. She's been here for forever, and she still does this. Oh, no English, no English. And it's obnoxious. It's like, Kim, fuck you. You speak better English than most kids do. Like, Yeah. it's. But she, I, I don't know. I just remember this one time, like, we were out doing something, and she was arguing with somebody about the price of something, and then she gets mad and goes, "Oh no, English, no English!" And then she kind of starts like not throwing a fit, but just getting a little rowdy. And the guy just caved and gave it to her. And I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" That's... It... But like, she's not that. It's, it's literally like Khan. It's literally she has an amazing grasp of English. And yeah, sure, she speaks Korean, but like, no. It's Mrs. Swan. Honestly, is what it reminded me... is what she reminds me of. But like, as Khan doing, it, I'm just like, "Wow, that's cool." And then I get to thinking about it and like. Could I? Would that I could be a foreigner in another country, and you know I'm starting to get yelled at. Oh no! I no nope 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 no nope. No, 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 mein Deutsch ist schlecht. Sorry, spreche Deutsch. Like,
1: <laughs> to mir leid ich spreche English.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. And then that's my other favorite moment. So God, way to format Gmail, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> how about you, buddy? What are your pros?
1: Let's see here we started out strong right out the gate with, with Khan being the biggest of assholes. And it's him going, I need new lucky numbers. Bill, what day did your wife leave you? I went, holy shit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Like that was a, that's a way to start the episode. Poor Bill. Um, I really appreciated Hank literally like Oh what's what's the name of the movie? Say anything. He's doing the say anything to buck with his grill patio designs. Well, Buck is just out there ripping donuts. He's just like, "Please, please look at the grill patio. I get it. I I understand, <laughs> but please." It's I I it, it, love Hank. He's just adorable. Um I really liked Dale and the, the Hank and the guys all watching Buck go up to to Con the very first time, but Dale go and kiss him, kiss him. <laughs> that was a that was a big pro for me cuz very in character. Um I just have yep. written down here two more here in their three words a piece. Home invasion Peggy, that's a that's a pro for me. And monkey hank drawing. Okay. <laughs> I like
0: I like the Con's kind of artistic.
1: Pretty, I yeah cool. I I but I love that he he gave the monkey like Hank's weird jowls and he gave the monkey Hank's glasses like it's very clearly like he he did a good caricature um but yeah those are those are my pros here I think I liked probably some of the same stuff that you did in this episode Eh, there's other stuff that that I didn't really care for um I also didn't I didn't mention this when I went through our cast of characters here but Dr. Money is voiced by somebody we you and I just recently saw and it's James Say so that's why he I sounds think at this familiar point,
0: he's our like Phil Hendry
1: he, I, so far like the last this last season he definitely has been um it's like oh if you need was uh, just the general, yeah. As I say, if you need an Asian character that's not voiced by Toby Huss, then here you go.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But. Uh what are your cons, man?
0: Fuck you, Hank. Hard work is for idiots. <laughs> Just fuck you, man. I it's know.
1: antiquated.
0: It's antiquated, doesn't make sense. It never it never was it was never quated, man. You know what I mean? Like, maybe. Maybe in the eighteen hundreds when, you know, we were out here like massacring. Local indigenous people, and raising a farmstead with our hands. Maybe that was when hard work paid off, but it doesn't now. Not in 2006. Not in 2023. Right. Um. But at the same time, too, like Khan is doing the exact same thing. He's just kind of not good at it. You know, like whatever. Um. It might be a retro reference, but like caller ID being a novelty and whatever i'm not gonna get too upset with that because it was new technology or newer technology at the time and i remember the novelty of it like holy shit i can see who's calling me sure um but then to that end dude i totally don't answer if i don't know the name calling me i don't answer it are you kidding me like why would i talk to a human i don't know who they are like it's only gonna be bad news or they're trying to reach me about my vehicle's warranty
1: <laughs> you're right. Uh, I also had that in his reference rage, and it wasn't the the caller ID portion. It was pay- the idea of paying for it, because now we all have these digital like oh, address yeah.
0: books. That's right. That's right too. That, wow. You know what? Good. Yeah. Way to be better. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> no, it too, no, no. I'm like, glad you brought it up. No, no, no. But like that's it too. Is like that. I kind of did space that. Like you're paying. You are paying for it now. It's just. It's like long distance now. It does yeah. not exist. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> um, sorry. Wow, kind of blew my mind there. Um this is a this is a continuity note and it's pretty damn sweeping. Khan's house, the entire layout of Rainy is swapped from left to right. So, like, Khan's approach is from the left, um, when he's got the lottery ticket and he throws it away in what should be Dale's trash can. Which right. okay, Khan's the type of person to like use somebody else's trash can to throw something oh, into it. Oh, of course. But then, like, there's a shot of the exterior of the Super and Pone House, and, like, the pool is on the other... It's on the wrong side. It's okay. Just, the, the entire layout is totally flipped. It's totally... They, they just flipped it around. It's really, really weird. And then it made me really mad that, like, I got mad about it, but <laughs> at the same time, too, like... The only other time this has happened is, um, uh, tanking it to the streets. Okay. And you had brought up how the tank should have just rolled through their house if it kept going in that direction. Right, 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 right. Come on, man. Season 10 episode. What is this? Episode nine like season 10 like like you guys should have a model of rainy Rainy street Street.
1: yeah like you should just straight up have a model of rainy street in the writer's room so you you can just move cute little paper versions of people around when you need them to be in specific scenes like come on that's what i would be doing if i had a a tv show with hank hill i'd make big models (laughs) wow i would yeah i'd make white (laughs) models
0: just to make sure i knew what was going on just
1: because yeah
0: yeah yeah exactly Um, this is a gross episode and I bet you can't guess why. Why? Sex on quarters, dude.
1: Oh, (laughs) no, that is a, that is a super gross. The idea of sex on money in general is not good unless it's like fresh from the mint or nice crisp dollar bills you just got from the, the, you know, the bank. No money is From Your grandma. Yeah. Right. Money has touched so many people's hands. It's it's gone everywhere. It goes in g strings. It goes in machines. It goes, I don't know. If we're it if is we're, an
0: intake method for cocaine and cocaine accessories. Uh,
1: yes, if we're being really completely one hundred percent honest, I want to see the look on Con face when I say, "Hey, at least one of the quarters you just fucked on was in Bill Dotreve's mouth." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> spit that out. Yeah, <laughs> and then
0: yeah, it's just gross. And then side con. Thank maybe this is that. just because I'm gross, but, like, I don't care for Khan's money-shotting onto Min with the sad little quarter load oh, the second timer. I just... Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe I took a wrong metaphor there, but I I took it, and it doesn't matter, because art is left up to the viewer and the, you know, one watching, but... Ugh. Right. Um, final... Not final one, sorry. There's a page break here. Um, hey, let's get real basic with our characters. What can we do? Oh, good. Remember how Dale can't do jack shit and somehow the PSI of a water hose is too much for him? Thank God we can do that. And it just kind of brings me to this point of any more Dale is weak as Bill is to man-child pant load. And I'm just, we're better than this man. I don't it's know. like when they,
1: it's like when they infantilize Bobby, we get mad about it. Cause you guys have, you've done this so many times, but you've also shown us so many instances of this not being the case that it's really infuriating. Now, Dale is not the strongest yeah. person in the world, but like, if we go back to one of our favorite episodes, firefight and we will go, Dale can't control the fire hose. It's not because he's not strong enough. It's because his mask fogs up.
0: It's also a fire hose. Like that that is not there is no way the PSI in a car wash is going to be like that. Like pressure washers are strong. Sure. But it's a pressure washer, man. Come on. Right. Right. Um, Right. 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 And then to that end, um, Khan doesn't have any skin left on him because Hank blasted it off with that goddamn pressure washer hose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it, too, if that's the case.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, con skinned Hank or Hank skinned con, and it's gross. Okay. Speaking of cons, what do you got for yours? <laughs> um,
1: I've only got two here, and we've actually kind of addressed both of them. Um. Okay. Will I'll do my second one first here. I I cannot. It, it's we're, we live in a PC world. I could not sit next to anybody other like I could watch this episode on my own, but I could not sit next to anybody and watch Khan do the Mino speak English. I I couldn't do it. It would make me feel way too awkward, way too uncomfortable, and go oh my god. You think I watch shit like this all the time? And I don't. I really don't. It's a very specific instance. Um, I love Khan as a character, and I the, hate that this is the first time they've done this to him.
0: Well, I was going to say, this is the only time that he actually does this.
1: Right. Well, it's because it's so low-hanging fruit. And this is the Flapping dicky.
0: Is it, it? I don't think it's low. I don't know. I, I I guess that I came out with a pro for it, but I, I kind of thought it was super appropriate. Like, hey, here's all these rednecks. What do you do about it? Oh, no English. I thought it was great. Like... How do you get out of the situation? Wait a minute, I'm Laotian. <laughs> Screw uh, you guys. Like...
1: like there's there's a lot of, of times where he could have used the I don't speak English to get out of a situation. When um, let's see, when he's having his shitty day at work the first day he meets Lucky and Elvin and Muddauber, he doesn't have to talk with them at, at the gas station. He could literally say, Nah, no speak English. And, and just walked away, and we wouldn't have even gotten that whole that whole like storyline out of it. We would have never gotten to see Red Redneck Khan. I appreciate that they yeah. have shown his character as somebody who is not afraid to back down from a fight, and that is the easiest way to do that. To just, like, nope, I give in, I don't want to do this anymore. Now, maybe it was the sheer number of rednecks that was surrounding him, and that's why he did it, but... I don't know. It's it's a con for me. It, it makes me feel icky. To I, get, watch. I get
0: where you're coming from. Yeah. I was I was a little I was a little taken aback by the initial line. Of, oh, I'm so sorry, and I'm like, wow, he's just really yep. he's really tuning into it. And then I thought about it. I don't know. I, again, it's if we're not getting hung up on the politics of who's doing what, I don't really care. Yeah. About, but.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then my other con, like I said, we already kind of addressed this one, too. And you did in the beginning of this episode when you said it just kind of ends. And my con for this episode is that it it moves really fast once it picks up and then it just ends very abruptly. Like it just stops all of a sudden. Like there's no real good satisfying end to the story here, Um, at least not not what I wanted to see. Okay, Hank goes back to work. That's the reset. Buck doesn't have to deal with this shit. That's the reset. But we don't get to see Khan getting taken advantage of by this dude. I I kind of want to see if Con made at least made his money back cuz this guy now has a controlling interest and can make him pay whatever the hell he wants for his other other pieces. Like how does he dig mm. himself out of this big ass hole that he's in? I don't know. It this episode like it just it moved really fast for me and had a very unsatisfying ending.
0: No, I agree. There's zero resolution. like, And we get more resolution out of the dumb B-plot than we do the A-plot, and I don't care for that at all.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, we are two favorite moments. Know.
0: Good lord, talking about something that started and then just ended abruptly, and I'm not talking <laughs> about my sex tape. Um... I got two. I'm gonna give you one, and I want you to give me. Let's just tag team these. So my okay. first one is head, thorax, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. I love amazing, that.
1: Great. amazing. <laughs> um, uh mine is. Uh, it is the title of someone's sex tape. Definitely not mine or yours. Pray, spray, then go away. You. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote it here. Good line for a prostitute.
0: Gross, Johnny. Gross. You need to stop going to Amsterdam. You get gross when you go to Amsterdam.
1: <laughs> hey, it's legal in Germany, too, for the record. I, I can... I can, uh, Dang old Johnny loves hookers, man. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, boys, we got it on
1: tape. Let's go. Cut it. <laughs> Mark, what was your other one? Um, I, I hope it's the same. Ooh, I hope it's the same. Uh-huh that's um
0: x-man joseph i think that's great maybe <laughs> i did it with my powers that i don't know that i have and then he's trying to like use his stupid brain powers and that like i gotta give it to breck and Meyer this week because like that little bit just goes on in the background and you hear him like oh like trying to like use them for a little bit longer than he should and i really thought that was funny that
1: was really good that's such a good like Little good use of Joseph there. That's great. Oh, awesome. Well, we did not have the same one here because my other one is a midline. You don't freak the monkey. You freak Dr. Quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Getting mad at, oh. we didn't even really bring up Dr. Quarters, but there's not much to talk about because unfortunately those sorts of ads are still on TV. It's why like the mm-hmm. ShamWow guy was a thing and the Flex Tape guy was a thing and and I'm Billy Mays, and I look like Shane Mahan, is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's this, this is what it is. Um, what do you say we get to our ratings, Kay. buddy? Yeah, you want me to do it, you want to do it? Let's have you do it. I want to I hear some, some of that. Yeah. I, I, I was told the other day by one of our listeners that we have vocal chocolate, and so I want to hear some of your vocal chocolate, buddy.
0: Oh, God. Now I got pressure because I don't have anything cute for it because I don't <laughs> know anything about, like, classic cars. Um, and that was really the only thing I could think of offhand, so I'm just going to do it like this. At the very, very bottom is charcoal. Charcoal is a total failure of an episode. It sucks. It's not good don't worry about it. It's an F. You can't. It's not a good episode. Just stop it, you guys. Above that is Megalo. Megalo is a turd of an episode, but inside that turd, there are little shiny chunks of corn, and those little shiny chunks of corn are the good bits that kind of keep you on board and let you, and they let you be just there, and they get you through it. It's the, it's the silver lining to every cloud. It is the ray of sunshine against the wind. I don't know. It's Megalo's not good either. It's a C rank. Above that is butane. Butane is a bastard gas, and this is a bastard episode because you love to hate it and you hate to love it. Um, it's pretty alright. It's like a silver rank. It's like a C rank, and C's get degrees. It's not a good episode of King of the Hill, but if you're awake at 2 in the morning because you were doing anything at all, who's to say why you're awake, but this is on, you're probably not going to turn it off. You're just going to sit there and watch it, but you're probably going to be on your phone the whole time. Above that is a Char King. A Char King is our gold standard. This is our A rank. This is an amazing episode of King of the Hill. It's really solid. The writing is on point. The characters are on point. Uh, but maybe something just kind of stuck in your craw a little bit. Um, lately, our Char King qualifiers are usually that you need context to enjoy it. That's. Without the context of the of this series, you're not going to get everything out of it you could, so you couldn't, say, show it to your mom or your granddad, and he goes, oh, okay, I, I was into that, that's cool. Um, but if you don't need context, then you get our S-rank, our, our greatest tier, our platinum tier, our, our GTO Judge tier in the Blue Flame of Valor. Uh, it's an amazing episode of King of the Hill. It's it's the best. It's you can show this to anybody with zero context. The writing is on point. The characters are on point. Um, the sound design is on point. It, it's it's the best. You and I, I think we are just. I think we're probably done with Blue Flame of Valors. Whatever. Uh, I, I think we not have looking one too in far us. ahead here, but
1: hmm? I think we have one more in us. But it's it's going to be a sentimental Blue Flame, and that's I'm. I, like, I'm not even gonna qualify that as a bad thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta, you know. You 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 gotta remember the good times, but you know, blue flame of valor is the best there is. Um, that's not what this is, though, I'm assuming. Johnny, what did you give uh the year of washing dangerously?
1: I gave it a butane. Um Khan is okay. a lot in this episode. He is he is like peak obnoxious full bore the entire episode but i have not seen him in such a long time like it feels like we went two seasons without a good con episode and now we're we're starting to to get drip fed him again and this is them instead of the drip it's okay here's a full-on uh 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 power washer hose full of con for this week um yeah so I, I okay Okay. i don't know i'm just i'm just happy to have him back i'm happy to have him back in in king of the hill it's very nice to to have him return um the b story was it's okay in the end because the, the ending is what makes it like you said Peggy just kind of doing the most outlandish thing ever and being as as Peggy as she possibly can turns it and makes it kind of worth Peggy. home invasion peggy exactly so yeah it's It's a butane for me. It's middle of the road. I'm not seeking this out, but I probably wouldn't turn it off. I don't hate Dr. Quarters that much. And and we get Enrique in the back of a car. (laughs) Panicking. (laughs) What about you, buddy? (laughs)
0: Um, really quick, I'm going to flag you on your play. We just saw Khan in, um, Orange You Glad I Didn't Say Banana two weeks ago, or Orange You Sad I Didn't Say Banana two weeks ago, but it's all right. Oh, no, no, that's why I said, that's why I said the
1: last couple of seasons, we're we're starting to get a resurgence of him. That's, I meant, that was like our drip feed. I
0: see, I see.
1: Like, that episode was a drip feed. This one is the the power washer. (laughs) I gotcha. I understand. Sorry, misunderstood you there. No, 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 no. Thank you for clarifying.
0: Yeah, also 100% yes to your fucking Magikarp. <laughs> yep. Sorry, saw that, thought of you. <laughs> nope, nope, you're good. Not at all, you're good. Um, no, I'm just going to read you what I wrote. As I wrote this, this is the nothingest episode we have seen so far. In 10 seasons, this is the nothingest episode. Nobody learned, zero consequence, totally throw away. Also, Buck can get his dick wet and make a reoccurring bu- joke at Bob Choate's uh, expense. God it's a megalo I'm not turning it on. If it's on I bet I turn it off. I'm not gonna watch this one again.
1: Wow, okay.
0: It's not I'm sorry dude I don't
1: no no ugh. no no apology needed like that's that's a fair like you justified the shit out of that so I I wouldn't blame you. I also in, in in the sense of of something that you and I don't think I've ever discussed this if you and I were watching these episodes together and you turned it off, I wouldn't be sad. That's, that's just how little I care about it.
0: And that's just it. It's how little you care. Like, you know, and especially it kind of irritates me because we were doing, I I don't know if it irritates me, but I mean, God, last, last couple weeks, dude, we have been really living good, you know, we have like, yeah. And here we are. And I guess it's just kind of bringing us back to earth here that this is season 10 of a show And it's just going to happen. It is what it is, but I'm not into it.
1: Well, maybe this next one will fix everything, Mark.
0: Maybe we ought to cruise on down to the next episode, but maybe chop this recording.
1: uh, Okay, we are to episode 196, Hank Fixes Everything. Original air date, April 2nd, 2006. This is written by Kit Boss. Mark, where did we see Kit Boss last?
0: I don't know. We see Kit Boss all over the goddamn place. He's got his fingers in so many better pies than this, and I'm so mad that this is a Kit Boss episode. Uh, The last one we saw was last week, and you got to believe in moderation before that uh, by Stand Me. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And then he kind of, like, took a sabbatical for a long time. Uh, Queasy Rider was one. Um, Yankee Hanky. We always go back to that being our favorite. So, yeah, you know, we... We love Kit Boss, and now I think I'm going to take Kit Boss out back and tune his ass up.
1: <laughs> it's I don't know, man. It's like, does he make up for shitty episodes by doing Yankee Hanky? I almost want to give him that pass. Mm, that's a slippery slope, buddy. I almost want to. At the end of this, you and I are going to have to like aggregate score writers and just go. Cool, this one's a ten because it was damn perfect. But this one's a zero, and so all together now we're at a five. And we'll figure out who who statistically the best writer is in King of the Hill, at least for our own preference.
0: Uh, Jonathan Collier is <laughs> the best <laughs> one. Just we already know. <laughs> I also I, really I'm miss the writers Allens. that.
1: Ooh, the Al- I forgot about the Allens. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I don't know if the Allens Ooh. gave us more than... Like, they maybe had one stinker.
0: Uh, you know what? We'll, listeners, join us next week. Join us at the end of Season 10 when Johnny and I rate the writers thus far because it's only going downhill from here and we're only losing more people and gaining more people. So yeah, yeah. It's true. At this point, King of the Hill is like the ship of Theseus. We're like the crew is the same but like the the mast is different and the planks are different and the anchor is different and the railing is different and right but it's still king of the hill question mark anyway here we are at hank fixes everything
1: um our cast of characters this week hank peggy bobby hill we have the return of one luann platter and lucky klein schmidt uh bill debatrove boom howard dale gribble buck strickland mf thatherton don walter gary sandoval commissioner evers paul tuttle senior paul tuttle jr michael tuttle Joe, Jack, Enrique, Donna, and a non-speaking role for Elvin Mackleston, who, in all honesty, I was more excited to see in this episode than anybody with the last name Tuttle. Unless it was, of course, the mysterious fourth Tuttle that got turned into a bitch and sissy bar. Mark (laughs) Synopsis, there is a price war on propane in Ireland, and the only way to solve it is to come together with the help of West Coast Choppers, and Lucky fights back against Ticketmaster. A story this week, Hank Buck, the propane dealers, and the guys from American Chopper. B story, Lucky Luann and Bobby. Let's jump right into notes here, because there's There's gonna be some things to say about this. Um Can I first can I just drop my retro rage real quick here? Bitter. Um who does anybody remember the TV show American Choppers at this point? Like there's not there's no reruns, you can't find it on streaming. Like this is tantamount to to uh the the pawn, like the pawn stars guys showing up on an episode of King of the Hill. Like that's what it feels like.
0: Um really quick, I'm just going to hijack you because I took I had the exact same note and so I went to Wikipedia. Um, and I had the note in here, can you break down American Choppers, Johnny? And then I decided, no, I'm not going to make you do that. American Choppers is an American reality TV show series that airs on Discovery Channel. That's right, the Discovery Channel, produced by Pilgrim Films and Television. The series centers around Paul Tuttle Sr., frequently called Sr., his son Paul Tuttle Jr., also known as Paulie or Jr., um, and Michael, also known as Mikey, who manufacture custom chopper-style motorcycles. Orange County at Choppers is in Newburgh, New York, which I was shocked to find because I thought Orange County was—I thought they were talking about L.A. or, you know, so did I. Orange County. Um, yeah, it's Orange County, New York, so that would make it a, a Dutch deal, I'm pretty damn sure. Because didn't the Dutch have Orange, or was that the Irish? I forget. No, it's the Either Dutch. Either way. Yeah, it's the Dutch. <laughs> the Dutch. It's the Dutch. Um, the contrasting work and creative styles of the father-son team and the resulting verbal arguments were the series hallmarks until 2008 when an explosive argument led to Polly Jr.'s termination and the departure to start competing and the departure to start a competing chopper company, Polly Jr. Designs. Uh, you might be surprised to find out that American Choppers ran until 2020. I think we can safely say that COVID Whoa. killed American Choppers. Thank Christ
1: that shows it also airs I'm just going to say one more time
0: one more time it airs on the discovery channel okay I'm done bitching about the downfall of american civilization
1: holy shit I am so glad I, I didn't know that just did not know that it existed until now well that's like I know I know somewhere in the back of my mind that the deadliest catch show is still on the show uh, still on the air and that's been around for like 20 years and it's the hey, same you pump damn your thing. brakes,
0: deadliest catch kicks
1: ass <laughs> It, it it kicked ass. After twenty seasons, buddy, it loses its appeal. But like I, I Oh dude, how... I'll still watch that. Ooh.
0: Like I'll still watch men trying to die to get me my delicious sea bugs.
1: <laughs> Dada chum did a chick. Um wow. Okay. <laughs> ooh. ooh, ooh. I'ma take what? a drink of my beer. That's that that's a that's what I'm like to hear. Um, I'm gonna jump into my notes unless you feel like you really need to.
0: Nah, man, take it away. I was just going to hijack for that little segment because it took me a minute because this is, this is it. We've been bitching about this one for months and here we are. And then I got here and I was like, am I the problem? The answer is no, no, I'm not the problem. But now we got some context for why I'm not the problem.
1: Right, 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 right. Well, and I I think it's important to note that I don't see a lot of positive buzz around this episode in the King of the Hill communities, even the Reddit, who we love to flame on this podcast. Um, Like, there's not a lot of love for for this sort of celebrity intervention. This is a Henry Winkler type situation where it's a celebrity playing a celebrity, playing a celebrity. Like it's, it's stupid for stupid sake. I'm going to have the same issue with dusty Hill shows up and I like dusty Hill. I like ZZ top. I don't like that episode. Um, so no, thanks for doing that research on me, man. I 2020 blows my fucking mind.
0: Um, Oh dude, I know that's where I, again, I was doing this at work yesterday and I, And I verbally said, what the fuck? And my boss is like, what is like? Nothing,
1: nothing, nothing. This provider is being a real asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we'll keep on trucking with notes here. My first one is a music cue. We have Smokin' in the Boys' Room by Brownsville Station. Uh, Yeah, as if that wasn't very specific. I'm pretty sure that's their only hit. I didn't bother to look it up. Um, I have another music quote here. Uh, another music cue here. I really wish, I really wish that you and I still had the ability to intersect song bits in here because I, this is, I think I've told you before, this is my all time, one of my all time favorite bits in the Simpsons. Homer Simpson comes out to fight Dredrick Tatum to a specific walkout song and it's wars. Why can't we be friends? It is also in Mm -hmm. this, this episode. It's a Mm -hmm. fantastic song, but, I challenge every listener of this podcast to go and watch the music video that is attached to this, to this song. It is insane. There is a black dude that is like straight up hugging and shaking hands with a member of the KKK. There's a dude in a hijab sitting down and talking with a Jew. There's just a bunch of like random people getting mugged. There's a dude that walks up that is very clearly African-American, but he's wearing a police badge that says like number one Indian detective. And it's got like dude with a with a like a headdress and everything on the badge. This is insane. And you have to go and watch it like you have to okay, spend okay. the 3 minutes it's a good song anyway but go and watch this ridiculous music video it's it's what music videos from the 70s are and fuck do i miss that um and my last my last note here is the big like conflict in this episode is price fixing right the idea that these yes. companies are coming together and that they're colluding and that they're intentionally inflating the prices of things why is it illegal when someone on this scale does it like say the local propaneeries there's four dudes that they can control it all and they can create this cartel and it it is not mm-hmm. illegal When you have these big oil consortiums and gigantic oil pacts and everything else that basically say, hey, we're Shell, and it only costs us about 75 cents to fully process and give you the gas that's in your car. The extra two and a half dollars that we add at the pump is us. That is from us. That is what we're charging, and there's nothing, not a goddamn thing you can do about it. How is that not price fixing?
0: I don't know. Talk to some. Talk to talk to a diabetic about insulin. You know, talk it, to anybody exactly. right now about anything in America. How is it that we are experiencing so much fucking inflation? And you know, like and record profits. You want to everywhere? talk about an episode that predicted the future and really, really just pissed me off? Like, mm, yeah, mm, it.
1: So, the, guys, uh, yeah, it's bad, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna sound like a straight up communist here, but sometimes it's the, the free market is a terrible fucking thing, and there are definitely limits to what it should be do should be like incorporated in, and I hate to say it to all of you red heart bleeding Americans out there that seem to think it's the only way to fly, but. I paid 30 euro altogether to get a a medical procedure done that would have cost me 20 grand in the States. Yep. Therein lies the difference of socialized medicine versus, Oh, the best medicine in the world. It just happens to be part of capitalism. I've done on, I'm getting off my soapbox. I'm handing the notes wand over to you, buddy. Let's rock and roll.
0: (laughs) First note here. Um, Hank fixes everything, parentheses Is this the American choppers one? End parentheses Fuck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Joe Jack makes $400 a week in 2005 money, using our rubric of the episode is always six months older than when it aired, at least. So yeah. that, doing some quick uh, online inflation, that rounds out to $622 a week, which is about what I make, which means that I make as much as Joe Jack, You can find me in the parking lot taking drinks out of my little silver canteen and breaking car windows and then pooping in the fryer at the Taco Bueno. (laughs)
1: Maybe done a bad, bad thing.
0: (laughs) Peggy has the line of people would rather watch reality TV than people making love. Bullshit. I would rather watch amateur porn than reality
1: TV every single time. I probably would, too. You don't even need to show penetration, guys. I just rather watch people doing it. Yeah, just show me softcore.
0: I'd rather watch that instead of fucking reality TV that's all scripted anyway. At least porn has better... Porn doesn't have good scripts, and at least they, like, don't try and make you think it does, versus reality TV, and it's all man. Oh, you want to talk about... Okay, I'm going to get on my soapbox here. You want to talk about the goddamn decline in Western civilization, reality TV, dude. I just... And people buy into it, and people think it's real. And, like, again, I will always, like, stan Deadliest Catch. Um, Dirty Jobs was a really good one for a while there. Yeah, Like showing you the crap that people do that. So you don't have to like that makes your life able to live. Um, but dude, there's, a way, is. there's
1: a way to do reality TV and not have it, have it be just the most asinine, stupid thing in the world. Um, how it's made is one of the greatest reality TV shows. I think that has ever existed. There you are. And it the, the yeah. concept is so stupidly simple. It's like, okay, there, you don't need a writer for this. You literally need a guy who just observes or tells you how things are being made. That's all it is yep like it, mm, i just mm, I, <laughs> johnny reality tv <laughs> it's guys i if if you are with mark and i and really do not like reality tv shows then i highly advise you to uh, advocate for the writers union strike that's happening right now because guess what we're about to get a whole shitload load of reality tv
0: but even then all that shit is scripted like that's, you know, I used to, I got, I got, I once upon a time, this is years ago when I was in college, we were watching, I don't know, I was at my grandparents' house and they were watching that, uh, Swamp People show on History Channel. And like, something happened and I'm like, he's gonna be fine. He's not, he's good. That gator got him. It's not real. What do you mean it's not real? And I, we're, you know, it's, we kind of got into the argument. It's like, okay, hang on here. And I just kind of like stopped. We waited until the end of the episode I said, see right there? It says, super, or script supervisor. That means that nothing that happened today was real. They shot some fucking alligators in the head, and then they wrote a story around it. That is, nothing that happened is real or consequential. And I think my, I know my, my you know, my, my Yaya died years ago, but I'm pretty sure she, she's still upset at me, and I'm pretty sure my granddad, who's still alive, is upset with me because of that. <laughs> for one. ruining but, that? Man, I just... I hate it, you know, or 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 Survivor, or 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 or, or the Bachelor, or or, or Big or Brother, anything,
1: anything at all, any singing brother, competition, like, any cooking competition. They they've got the the winners picked, unless you yeah. totally tank yeah, it yeah, yeah. for some reason. No, no, you it's done.
0: Yeah, it's just I hate it. Um, moving on because I'm not gonna get hung up on this. I just, God, um. Bill liking Polly Sr. because he looks like a walrus. Do you know why, Johnny? Because Infinite Walrus is still resonating deep in the Debatrov. <laughs> Thank you for he continuing is, he this on. is attracting on. his own kind. Dude, you you know what, at this point, like, I believe, like, two things about King of the Hill, and one of them is that all of Infinite Walrus was real, and Dale read the wrong medical records, and there is a conspiracy, but... okay. <laughs> um... Sorry, I lost my place. Um, I like this episode because at least it gives us the, like, importance and pomp of what it means to be a propane commissioner. Like, I understand um, when Hank is all horned up about, he gives licenses and takes them away, and he's all, like, kind of scared but reverent. Um, It just made me flash forward to that um, when he plays Grand Theft Auto Arwen or whatever the hell it's called, propane. And um, there's a commissioner mode, and, like... I just like it. It's a stupid through bit that keeps going on. Um, where's Murray Hogarth? I don't know. I guess he retired. Who cares? Um, once again, Hank isn't wrong, but we have an episode based off of him not reading the room and not knowing how terrible the Heimlich four really are. Right. So, like, okay, I, I can't tell you the names of the other two guys. There's Thatherden, there's... Uh, there's Buck. The white guy with the Hispanic name. Uh, Sandoval.
1: Sandoval. Sandoval, and then there's Walter. And... Don Walter. Walter,
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Hank knows what pieces of shit these three guys are, but no, Mr. Strickland, he gave Khan a three-minute MBA, I tell you what. Shut up, whatever. But, like, he doesn't know how bad this all is. Like, I don't know, dude. I bet you that Hank could, like, backdoor, like, I don't know. I was going to, I don't know. Just Hank is dumb and doesn't know how to read a room. And once again, it is, we are worse off for it. Um, um. Why does Bobby go back to the line,
1: Johnny? Why does Bobby go back to the line? I wish I could tell you. We really haven't brought up the B's, B plot here. And I think that's for a good reason because. Th- well, they let's bring your... it up now. What's the B they... plot about? <laughs> they done it's your not like you're crying off
0: Ticketmaster.
1: No, no, that's, that's me trying to be edgy. Um, no, it's the B plot is that, well done by the way, (laughs) the B plot is that lucky is so like weirdly stubborn about things and everyone is like everyone, meaning Bobby and Luen is afraid to call him out on it and just say no, that you're being fucking stupid. Okay. Um, Okay. yeah and it's, really quick, I, the b plot is they're just waiting in line for two
0: week two for two weeks for tickets to brown city station or whatever the hell it's called brown bend you overtake you to browntown station uh, brown, up, brownsville so the Boys station room, is their pretty much only song that was worth the yeah. damn
1: I if I if I look back and and okay so he mentions that brownsville station is his favorite band and he knows exactly mm-hmm. where he wants to sit because that's where so-and-so jumps up onto the Onto the thing, it does his guitar solo and yada yada yada. I I get that. I I completely and totally understand. But you could tell me, face to face, like you, Mark, could tell me face to face. Hey, if you and I stand outside for three days in this one specific spot, we get to go and see Tenacious D, and we're going to be front row and center. And Jables will throw guitar picks at us the entire time, or and or like run over and let us fondle his guitar. I still wouldn't do it. I will get it.
0: satanic ejaculate
1: on me. Exactly. I still wouldn't do it because I'm like, no, my time is worth more than that because I don't have $55,000 in PP money just lying around for me to do whatever the hell I feel like. But also I need to stimulate myself. The, I cannot imagine what like sitting in the same place for six days with Lucky would be like. What, what are you? What, what's the conversation going to be?
0: I don't know. You're going to talk dude, about stumping, you're going to talk
1: talk about talk about Edelbrock intakes and in manifolds and are you, are you going to talk about chips off the line like I don't I don't know. I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't either, but I'm with you.
1: I'm just <laughs> mm. I mm. the the absurdity of it makes sense, but I don't
0: like the story. It's just annoying. And he's annoying and Lion starts behind me. I you know what? If some skeezy fucking greaser like that said that to me as I'm walking down the street, I'd probably cold cock his ass and say they tried to assault me. Like <laughs> 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 Ugh I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, like, my ingrained hatred of Lucky across the years of watching King of the Hill that, like, stayed in there. But, like, just seeing Lucky on screen and hearing him talk triggered my, like, rage mechanism. You, know, you know, there's, like, fight or flight, but, like, what's aggressive fight? Where, like, you are the pissed-off wildebeest and you are about to run down this piece of shit lion. Like, Ooh. Mm, I wanted to do it. And then and then he just gets Elvin to drop... Fucking D-Gen just drops off the shitter in front of it. It's just,
1: oh, <laughs> I am, I'm
0: like, I'm like building up bile. I can feel like the bile coming up out of me. I apologize. <laughs> just uh, Johnny, give me some of your notes or talk to me about anything at all. Do you got any pros or just talk me down from my three-story tower of speakers that I am about to RKO Lucky off of?
1: Yeah, uh we'll get into my pros here. uh First one here is that Joe Jack is the one that gets canned. It's like. Buck is very cruel in the way that he does it, but I do find it funny. I also appreciate that Hank looks out for him and gets him a job at the at the Propane Expo. Like, yeah, yep. he's the bathroom sandwich board guy, but it's something. Um, it's a pro to me that we haven't seen Fatherton for a while because I feel like... He was such a force of menace in the beginning, or at least this like mystifying force that if you showed him a whole bunch of times, that would go away. But we see him enough that it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I remember Thatherton. He's the bad guy. Like he's the bad propane guy. Um, Mm -hmm. I really, Mm -hmm. really liked Dale's theory about the fourth Tuttle. I already mentioned it once, but the (laughs) melting somebody down into pure chrome chrome. and (laughs) yep, like that's some that's some villain shit. Like. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Sissy Bar to be a Batman villain. Um, Hank trying to calm down the crowd with the national anthem is, (laughs) did I break you with the Batman villain? I'm just trying to think about what Sissy
0: Bar the Batman villain would be, so I started mashing, like, bad biker tropes, so, like, it's a super skinny gay effeminate meth dealer, but he's got, like, a pickle (laughs) helm and, like all the fucking, like, swastikas and maintains it, like, no, it's not Nazis, it's part of biker culture. Yeah, I'm gonna convert your children. Sissy bar is, like, what the Republicans think is happening at Pride rallies right now.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Hank, Hank trying to calm down the crowd with the national anthem is perfect for me. It's very on-brand for Hank. Um, Yeah. I appreciate Lucky's okay. bread log. I've definitely done that before. Not like to that extent, but I've definitely just straight up bought like two loaves of bread and like peanut butter and just said, yep, this is this is what I'm doing because I'm broke as fuck. And this is how I'm going to survive for the next two weeks. And mm-hmm. the, the uh, Joe Jack's name at the very end is oh no, they got the ape. and Oh, it looks like someone's got a propangatang, buddy. Like, <laughs> a propangatang is... That is a plus writing. Just that one specific word is great, but th- those are my pros, man. There's not a lot to like in this episode. I've, I have a feeling you and I are gonna run short this week, like shorter than normal. It's because all right. There's there's not it's... a lot to talk about. Not sure, without sure feeling like you're just angry. bitching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's all right. They can't all be winners. I, you know, Kit Boss has given us some good shit, and you got it. you must know life to see decay. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Enrique is becoming a staple in the show, and I'll be honest, I really like him. I like Enrique as a character. I know he bitched a lot in Unreconcilable Differences, but that's because that's a stupid episode. But, like, I like him at Strickland. I like him being there, this little, this, this like, weird, nervous Hispanic guy. You know, the only Hispanic guy in a sea of white folk. Like Out of funny. everybody all at Strickland, time, he's dude. my favorite.
1: Like, all of the Strickland yeah. secondary characters, he's my favorite and has been for a long time.
0: I also think second to Joe Jack, he is the most. I'd even say further than Joe Jack, he's the most like established character in this show. You know, like, yeah, and I like that. I, I we don't know anything about Donna or Glasses or I don't know anybody. I'm trying to think of anybody who we've seen working for. I Frick mean, when, Roger.
1: Like, sure, there's Roger. There's I haven't Maria. Seen Roger
0: in years. I haven't seen Maria in years. Not since um. Um. Uh, uh. 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 The the oh the 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 softball one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, but like I just I like that a lot. He's I just like Enrique. Um, you got a good bit of continuity with Fatherton. Um, promoting Page Five Girls. I'm gonna call him because he's got Miss December 1978 there. And I go back to um, the miseducation of Bobby Hill at Grill Stravaganza and he's got meet the girls at Jugstore Cowboys, meet the Dallas Cowboy uh-huh. cheerleaders. Like it's 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 on point that he's using you know local. I don't... what do you call them now? I'm gonna say OnlyFans girls, and that's not what you call them in 2006. But like um, they, the, all these women to be on OnlyFans, but he's just using those to promote business. Adult and promote models, sales, and yeah. yeah. Sh- sure. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. And I just cool. I'll take it. But hey dude, uh, Arlen can't handle Arlen Hospital can't handle two bypasses at once. That's great. Um <laughs> yeah. and breaking up that Thousand and Buck in the parking lot. Ooh, that's good.
1: I wanna know what led to them just straight up like bare knuckle brawling with their shirts off in that parking lot. Because it just it's just a smash cut to it.
0: Yeah. It's great. Yeah. You know what I prefer it that way. Zero context. Let's just get it. We're just gonna okay. fight in the parking lot. And then Hank is going to break them up and I'll take it. Like, I, okay. I also like to think this isn't the only time he's had to break them up. I like to think he has to break them up quite a bit. Um, why can't we be friends montage with the, uh, Arlen four or the Heimlich four? I really like that a lot. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a good little bit. It's like you're saying it's a good music cue. It's used well in here. This is how you use a music cue. Um, uh, really quick point counterpoint. Do you like this one better or that weird ska version by really big or real big fish? I think is that who it
1: is. That does I'm it? always. Is it uh, yeah, probably. Uh, then it's it's real big fish for sure because that's the band that's playing literally in the the Milwaukee Beers Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's always I'm always going to pick the ska version. You should know this by now.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I do you love might this be version. Though. Know
1: that in this case, I did too. So. <laughs> I am a little surprised. I know how much you adore ska music, but...
0: Yeah, it's my second favorite genre right up there under Gamelon. Um, Finally, the money fight. There's the bit when Hank is trying to get everybody, like, because he's got the wire on, and the chopper dudes are running around in circles like assholes, and... They start picking up wants of cash and throwing it at each other. And I know I just got upset and grossed out about, like, sex on top of quarters, but, oh, man, I want to have a money fight. That'd be so much fun.
1: Oh, for sure. It's it's like uh, they have that same bit in The Simpsons where Smithers and Burns are doing it. They're like, oh, money fight. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's it's not <laughs> as funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: I got some pros. I got more pros than I thought I did. And I think that I had to like go back and really think about why I was being such an airtight asshole about this one. And I don't have an answer, but boy, this episode upset me. Um, yeah. How about you? You got anything
1: good or any thoughts at all? Um. Well, So I'm, I did my pros. I'm going to get it. I really only have one con because we've already discussed American choppers as a thing. Like I, I don't remember it being in the popular site guys, but at least not for the last 20 years and yet here we are. But I, I've I've come to a realization that in very, with very few exceptions, if the episode is buck heavy, I'm really not going to enjoy it. Last week's episode is, is, was border on the line of buck heavy because he showed up a lot. He had a lot to do with the main plot and it just, it drags it down for me this week's episode, very buck heavy. And it was, it very much drags me down. Um, I, I don't know if I – I don't remember how I used to think about Buck Strickland. I'll have to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. But he – Well, I mean, you
0: – we like um, – we like Snow – I am your Daddy, like, I just put up uh, the Happy Father's <laughs> Day and used the picture of Buck. Yep. Um, we like – I think we enjoyed the good Buck a little bit, you know, the the pool Bible study. Um yeah. We we for has sure his moments, love, but... uh, high anxiety. You know that that two parter. We really liked that a lot. Oh yeah,
1: but like the, the um, George the Foreman Buck episode, I didn't like.
0: Yeah, George Foreman uh, episode is bad.
1: Yeah, like boxing when, plan, Yeah, yeah. When he when he gets too involved, like Buck. I think after high anxiety, he shifts into. We know exactly who Buck is, and he is a giant piece of shit. Um, and he's, he's not, we're not going to just show you glimpses of him being a piece of shit. He's always going to be a piece of shit from now on because early in the show, um, like when he has Bobby as his caddy, he is a good guy for half of that episode. He helps Bobby out. He, he, you know, makes him feel comfortable, goes and takes him to do some cool stuff, makes him feel included in things. But then you, then you see the Mm -hmm. seedy underbelly of him going to roosters crap game and it's like, okay, yep. You're a piece of shit. We we don't have that transition anymore with him. It's, I'm 100% a piece of shit this entire time. So, yeah, that's my con here is that, that this though, is I'll a Buck honest. heavy episode.
0: Well, I would prefer that, though, if instead of like having to reestablish what a piece of crap Buck Strickland is, you know, like we just get it, we just take it for granted, you know, it's just this is, he's, he's, by this point, he's no longer a redeemable human. Yeah. And we don't bother showing him like declining into bad. He's just he's he's just a piece of shit.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know. It's I I'm noticing Buck episodes are they're just not my cup of tea anymore. But uh, what do you got for cons? Oh, I, man, I'm with you 100%, buddy.
0: I'm with you 100% there. Um, number one con. So I'm kind of upset that like it's the propane expo. Okay. And not Indian summer.
1: Oh, Mark. <laughs> I just... You set me up. Yeah, I took it. <laughs> Not took it.
0: Um, Khan, <laughs> lucky. That's all I wrote. Um, Khan, how many fucking lucky episodes are there based off of one of his stupid goddamn ethics codes or him standing or dealing with a line? There's a lot. I don't want an answer. I don't need an answer. I just... I don't, that's the, co- it's just also arbitrary, I don't care, I'm sure that there's somebody out there that absolutely just thinks that Lucky is the greatest addition to King of the Hill that ever was, and please, by all means, if you hear this, please tell me why I am looking at this all wrong, tell me why Lucky is the, the hero that we all needed that saved the last half, of, or the last third of the series from becoming stale and dull, because at this point, it's a, it's an episode about an unemployed D-Gen standing in line for a fucking Z-grade rock band. But also, but also, but also, I got a really quick shout-out. Brownsville Station is a what? That's right. A Texas rock band. So at mm. least Mike Judge is keeping up in continuity there. Cool. Okay. I don't care. I just... I... The entire everything, it's so arbitrary. It's You can't leave the line to go pee-pee. It's, it's all this shit. And then suddenly Bobby can go to school because he's in eighth grade. And all right, professor, fuck you. I, and yeah. maybe it's so like Luan can give him a handy under the like loga bread. I don't know, but I don't care. This episode is predicated on a retro reference rage in West Coast Choppers. But then you need to know about it back in 2005. And it's like you're saying, I didn't know about it back then either. I I remember seeing it. I remember seeing the West Coast Chopper shit all over Walmart and not understanding it. And I just thought motorcycles were kind of stupid. And I still kind of think they're pretty stupid. But, like, so I almost kind of want to, like, go watch a couple episodes of West Coast Choppers. I'm sure they're on YouTube or some shit. Like, just go back and watch and maybe I'll have context for this. But then I get to think and know because then I'd have context for this episode and I might hate it a little bit more. Um, final con, Hank is not hazmat certified per snow job, and sure, it's been four years since that happened. I just imagine Buck making all of his, you know, male employees get hazmat certified so we can never have a repeat of snow job. I don't care, but a little bit of continuity that I'm just calling out, but...
1: Okay. <sighs> Favorite moments? I, I mean, I guess... The, the moment of hank's realization of oh i should have known better the way he describes it it's like waving a whiskey bottle in front of a drunk and i'm like oh yeah oh that's that hurts that hurts a lot but yeah it's that seems pretty accurate to what he just did but eh, it's not even that good of a favorite moment it was just something memorable i guess um do you got one mm-hmm. um joe jack punching
0: buck at uh the propane expo. You see him. He. You see Joe Jack wearing a sandwich board. Joe Jack sees Buck. Joe Jack cold cocks Buck. That's great. <laughs> um, this is a buildup we have been waiting for for ten seasons. It's great yeah. to see. I. Mm, I'm into it. It's great.
1: Okay. Well, I say we get on to rating this guy. That way we can get the heck out of here.
0: God, we are running so short this week. Sorry, guys. We'll be back next week and be just as depressed, I reckon. <laughs> um, I'm just going to do it if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Meglo, fuck this episode. Nothing happened. There's no consequence. Waste of a guest star question mark? Was it even a guest star question mark? Were the guys abundantly clear, abundantly clear that the American Chopper guys are not in studio with the, light like, cast to record their lines? Um, you can tell. This is, like green day levels of bad and not listening and just having yeah. somebody feed a line. And then you like spitting literally, literally the, uh, uh, uh Polly jr. has Haslina. You're the one singing $20,000 on our lunch break. They are fucking singing $20,000 on their lunch break to record this episode. And I hate it. Um, I hate the resolution. There's no resolution. They ride their bikes in circles around Strickland for three minutes and they drive off into the sunset. Fuck you. Um, Hey, nothing happened, and now Lucky's back. Ugh. Just. The. Ugh. I. Ugh, dude. But then you heard me talk about some of my pros, so it can't be a charcoal, but I hate this episode. <laughs> I can if literally. Else, if nothing else, we just get a little bit of Enrique, and I'll take it, and Buck punching, or Joe Jack punching Buck, but.
1: Ugh. I can literally hear you Moses lacking and choking on your own rage over there. Literally,
0: literally choking on my own rage.
1: Like, I lied. It wasn't coffee. It was my
0: rage bubbling up inside of me. I hate this episode. Um, I'm not turning it on. It's not, but it's so weird to me, too, that it can't be a charcoal, because you know what? I bet I still sit and watch most of it. We get my yeah. fight, I guess, so.
1: Yeah, I so <sighs> I gave it, originally I gave it a butane, and I'm going to stick with that. But my whole, okay. like, predication on this is that it's it's an episode of King of the Hill. It's just forgettable. Like, I forget, like, I w- I'm never going to seek this out. There's nothing that's really memorable about it. And it's a weird time capsule because American Choppers doesn't exist anymore. And so I give it enough time and I'm going to forget what this episode was about. And I'm going to forget what the these people were doing. And I can watch it again. And it's almost like watching a new episode. Hmm. So... And it's, maybe it's because I will, I will probably skip over it or it just, it, it's not my first go-to episode. So it's like, cool. I'm, I don't have to think about how dumb this is. And then it just, it's like a weird, hard reminder. So yeah, I I gave it a butane. Okay. Okay. I I feel like, I feel like I I let you down, but...
0: Why? No, I'm glad you gave it a butane. I'm glad you can enjoy it a little bit more than I can. I'm glad you're not choking on your own goddamn rage because of lucky. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, and glad, maybe that's you know what, maybe that's, that's the, the difference else, between if us. Nothing else,
0: it's nice to be back to you being German Jane and me being Angry Jane. I guess. It, for it's a while true. there you were Angry Jane and it really screwed up the dynamic of our show. I well,
1: I just want to be old Jane.
0: Yeah. You know.
1: Just old Jane. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, <laughs> Just old Jane. I, say, I say we get the hell out of here, but we have that oh-so-important question to ask first, and that is, do you still like King of the Hill?
0: I still like King of the Hill. It's a good show. Uh, what? I, I'm i mad about two episodes in a row versus four weeks in a row, or I guess four episodes there when we rated them super high and enjoyed ourselves. It's You gotta have balance. All balance in all things, all things in moderation, nothing to excess, if they were all good, then it wouldn't be a good show, because you can't have all just good, and I'm really glad that we have such stark reminders of what a bad episode
1: of King of the Hill looks like. How about you, buddy? Oh, yeah. still like King of the Hill? I do still like King of the Hill. Um, I'm I'm excited that you and I, in two weeks' time, will get to episode 200 in this series. Uh, we really are on the downhill slope, so... Uh, I'm excited to see what uh, what the last couple of seasons brings to us. But as of right now, to, we, we didn't eat well this week. This week was the, the McDonald's of, of things. You just feel terrible about it, and you knew it was a bad choice going in. Uh, whereas the previous couple of weeks were like surprise steaks that your lady brought home for you. It just... is is what it is Um, but I want to get the heck out of here you need to get the heck out of here the good folks and internet and podcast land can always reach out to us at dangle podcast we are on gmail dangle podcast dot gmail.com we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on facebook we've got a facebook group we like to talk to you guys if you want to reach out to me personally I am krautball on instagram that is kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in swedish meatball mark where can the good folks reach you Oh, if the good
0: folks didn't get enough of my choking on my own bile and rage, you can go over to Marky Stardust and get my hot takes on Twitter. Hey, I'm real pissed off about all the uh, billionaires that died in the sub and everyone seems to care about more than all the, you know, migrants that died in the Mediterranean. But, you know, I'm there doing that. Or you can find me on our sister podcast, the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast, where me and my buddy Brad fill gaps in our cinematic knowledge and answer the question of when can we show our favorite movies to our children? Hey, I am happy to announce, Johnny, that we have just, as of this recording, when this comes out, um, the new season will start on the following Monday. Um, we're doing blockbusters. We just Woo. did uh, Roland Emmerich's uh, Independence Day. Boy. We had a lot of fun doing that. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, it's gonna get silly, you guys. Or, or if you don't want more review and commentary, well, then by all means, check out the uh, Two Wizards podcast. Our, our, our progenitor. Our flagship. Our weird cousin. Our deadliest catch. If you will, the best one we got, (laughs) the lightning in a bottle that I can never recapture. Maybe I don't know. Check me out over there. Me and my buddy, Josh stare into the void. So you don't have to, um, this week, the episode just released today as, as of this morning, right before you and I started recording at 5am, Johnny, we dropped it weekly world news, the best fake news that ever was. Um, Josh and I had a ton of fun, uh, such a cool snapshot of what America used to be. And I dare say we will be returning to that. Well, Thank you for listening guys. I'm sorry I was angry, Jane. I'm sorry I got heated, but that's what you're here for, I reckon, is Mark's rage and Johnny's like upbeat positivity. We appreciate you (laughs) letting us be a part of your day. Please, by all means reach out. We have I love our fans. Can I just say how much I love our fans? Like you guys know. I love our fans. I love our fans. You guys come talk to us. You guys give us, like, feedback, and you go, Mark, you are a real jerk-ass. Or, like, no, Mark, you're right. That was cool. I I appreciate your rage about this. I'm like, yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much to our fans. And if you're not into us yet, well, hey, thank you so much, too, and I hope that we can win you over. Or if not, well, I'm just going to play a lot of motorcycle sound in this Chuck Joni, and it's probably what's going to take us out it's getting louder right now I can hear it in my head um, Johnny let's get the hell out of here buddy
1: <laughs> thanks everybody we'll see you next
0: week